We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse Sports Podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. So welcome back. We will uh, try not to tread on last week's talk too much. We're gonna have we're gonna have uh, Paul Boy Green Esden Jr. on at Boy Green Twenty Five. He's gonna join us a little bit later, and he had uh, a video prediction he put out. So we'll just hit that up real quick, and. Um, Clemson comes to the dome. Look, here's the thing. It's the home opener, Joe. It's Tommy yeah. DeVito's first time in um, starting in the dome. And it's the moment we've been, we like, this is so hyped. We've been wait, just waiting almost a year, basically, for this time right. to come back around again. And it's finally here. Um, Clemson is number one in the nation, in case you didn't know. They're 2-0, and in case you didn't know. And they're also on a 17-game win streak, in case you didn't know that. No. And they also have probably uh, two. I mean, you got Travis Etienne, that's an NFL running back. You got Trevor Lawrence, that's an NFL quarterback. So, I mean, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? Well, nothing. Nothing can go wrong. Well, we'll talk about all of that uh, shortly. But of course, we want to talk about uh, and talk about the good folks over at my bookie. And in case you didn't know. Uh, my bookie is doubling up on the promo codes. It's double up, double up on your deposit. Time of year. Once in a while they do this. They cut it on for a couple weeks. They cut it off. Now I know all of you, especially Joe. I know you're all making bets without putting money on them, and then you're like sitting back later and you're like, "Well, damn, I should have put money on that because I was right." Uh, so why don't you except do that? Except last week. Yeah. Well, except last week. So why don't you do that? Uh, go to my bookie. It's fast. It's easy. And they pay when you win. And let's face it, uh, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. And I wouldn't be telling you guys about them if I hadn't been betting there myself. Now, if you know what to expect in an online betting atmosphere, then go ahead and do it. If you're not sure what to expect, then go ahead and research it. See if it's right for you. Uh, do the smart thing, though. If you're going to bet on football this season, bet with my bookie. Uh, did you know you could bet on games after kickoff with my bookie? That's right. If oh, yeah. by the second half, yes, sir. If by the second half, you don't look like uh, it doesn't look like your bet's going to come through, you can always just go ahead and flip it, flip it to the other team. Uh, if you're the kind of guy or gal that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try the parlay. If all your picks come through, uh, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet. The NFL season is the best time of year. Join now on MyBookie. They'll double that first deposit, as I was saying. Use promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, to activate that offer. That's promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R. Go visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Paid. Thank you, MyBookie. So, where was I? You're welcome. You like the bumper music or what, man? It's hot. Yeah, it? it's, it's nice. Yeah, it's like lit. It. It's lit, as all the kids say. Oh, Lit AF. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Well, I would explain to you what AF means, but then you'd have to beep it out. That's oh, funny. okay. Never mind. Um, so First word as. Good. Second word beep. Oh, I got you. Sure. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so you weren't that lit. You're one of those guys that uses. <laughs> That's true. You're one of those guys that uses LOL in a text message, aren't you? 
Yes. I think you know that by personal experience. So, I mean, I'm not going to answer that question. So, of course not. So It's ridiculous. Right, right, (laughs) right. So, anyway, um, the school announced yesterday, or, well, I'm sorry, Monday, that it was expecting a sellout crowd for the first time in two decades. And they announced fewer than, I think, down to about 100 tickets remaining for the game. And those tickets, they are currently... Available pricey. only. Yeah, well, I'm sure they're pricey because you got to buy the season tickets, actually. And I don't know if they're going to release these as non-season tickets when the closer the game gets, but we'll see. So the last sellout crowd at the Dome was the season opener for 1998, bro. That was one year removed from high school. The team was mm. the the team was the Tennessee Vols, and the quarterback for the Syracuse Orange Men. Right? They were the Orange Men still. Yes, they were. Yeah, uh, yeah. For the Syracuse Orange Men was McNabb. Donovan McNabb. It was his senior year. Uh, Paul yeah. Pascaloni was the coach, Joe. And I remember listening to this bowl game that year. And it was the Orange Bowl. And I know that. And I, and, and I believe they played Florida. And I believe they um, – I know they lost. But I remember listening to this game in my car. I thought it was the Gator Bowl. Was it the Gator Bowl? I don't know. Maybe it was the Orange We'll have to look it up. We'll have to look yeah, it up. Maybe. Um, so anyway, if someone wants to fact check us on that. But anyway, oh, gotcha. there it goes. Joe, Joe's going to fact check me right now. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Whenever I see Joe going to fact check me immediately during the show, that's his confidence level. Okay? So you don't see me grab. You don't see me grabbing for my phone to fact check myself because my confidence is low. So, anyways, um, I do remember. No, you're right. Was it the Orange Bowl? Okay. Yeah. Florida. It was Florida, but they played the Gators, right? Yeah, Florida Gators. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, maybe that's where you got it mixed up. So here's here's the deal. I remember listening to this in my car on the way to my cousin's house. I remember this very specifically in Diamond beginning that, but he's just they just did not play well. I don't know what the score was, but I know they got they got their asses handed to him if I remember right. But Anyway, anyway, just, um, I don't know. Why am I bringing up bad memories? Why do I keep doing this? I don't know. I don't know. So, anyway, Joe, uh, likely without Sam, well, I think we're pretty much almost all but without Sam Heckle. Well, I know that in Dino Baber's uh, press conference the other day, he said that he wasn't going to say whether or not McKinley Williams or Sam Heckle was going to play, whether they were or not. So, that's going to be a mystery all the way up to game time anyway. Right, right. I guess that's the speculation end of it. You know? I just know that I saw Sam Heckle's name on the 2D, but I did not see McKinley Williams. So, Oh, really? Because I thought it was, might have been the other way around. In other words, Sam Heckle was probably definitely out. McKinley Williams was questionable. So um, we'll just have to see. Poor freaking McKinley Williams, man, has not seen regular season action yet. Yeah, so, but you know you want to make sure you keep him. Obviously, for obviously, and you don't. One want game to rush. isn't the season. You know what I mean? That right. was pretty much proof two years ago. We beat Clemson, and then we lose the rest of the games. Go four and eight, and everyone forgot about us, except Clemson except and our Clemson. fans that beat them. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah. I mean, you have that one shining moment. You have that one shining moment. I mean, I'll hang my hat on that. But yeah, but would you rather keep him healthy, keep him out? Maybe we lose Clemson, but then we win the rest of the games, uh, and yeah. he shores up our defensive line. That's you know. Yeah, I mean, and same thing. We're same not going to play him Heckle. unless it's hundred percent. Yeah, uh-huh. very thin on the offensive line without Sam Heckle. So I mean, and to be perfectly realistic with you, uh, these Maryland and Clemson, these two teams in a row could possibly be the two most difficult teams that we play all year. Could be our two toughest opponents early in the year, and a team where we know we have to. We have to get better in a lot of places. So, again, it might not um, add up to a win this Saturday, but I definitely expect a better effort, and I definitely expect us to um, kind of show what this team is going to bring for the rest of the year. All right. Anything else before we bring uh, at Boy Green 25 on? No, okay. let's bring him on, man. I don't want to hit up on anything that he's going to hit up on, you know? All right. Well, here we go. All right, joining the show now is site expert for Inside the Loud House, local sports talk radio host on AM1260, The Score, Paul Boy Green Esden Jr. joins the show. That's at Boy Green 25 for all the socials. If you want to give him a follow or a like there, you can do that. Paul, what's up, dude? It's been a minute. How you doing? Yeah, man. 
the man, the myth, the legend. I'm here. There, I'm here in the flesh. Thank there, you so much for having me, boy. You made it back from the cruise. Yeah. yeah. There we go. The Bermuda Triangle. I did survive. Oh, really? Nice. I, I didn't buy a T-shirt, though, but I did survive. <laughs> oh, where's the proof, man? Yeah, no, no, no proof. Uh, outside of me joining you on the uh, on the radio, although this could just be some imposter, uh, no proof in the pudding, but uh, very nice. Uh, but it is, uh, it is lovely to be back here in Syracuse. Oh, absolutely. So, um, kind of a big game coming up. But first, mm. I do want to mention just super quick, um, I watched a live video of you and your co-host there for um, the Manchild Show with Boyd yes, Green, sir. and you had poo-pooed the spread of the game. And I've got yeah. a, <laughs> of the Maryland game of the Maryland game. We're going back in the past for a mm. second, and yeah, I, I think to, we all did. Yeah, mm. I went back and I, I watched it again. And I'm like, man, I was with him that day. I was with I was with you. I was feeling the same thing when I watched that. Um, so yeah. anyways, I figured I'd bust your chops about that, but <laughs> good, yeah. good. Uh, and that's a, that's a part of radio that I love. And, uh, in my position is tweets, things I say all the time on the radio, TV, and now video with uh, some of our new sponsored content, uh, on our social media portals will feature me saying incredibly stupid things on the radio <laughs> that people can come back and give to me. So that's what I appreciate that real intimate connection between me and the fans uh, that's what drives me every morning. So thank you so much for bringing that up. And, uh, you know, my dad died when I was five. So if you want to talk about that too, we can. Oh, oh stop oh, it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we were all wrong on that, Paul. So, I mean, that's disappointing. You know, no question, man. That was, uh, it's disappointing. And obviously a little wind is out of the sails for this one. But at the end of the day, this is still Clemson and uh, everything is still going on with this game. But obviously... Yeah, when something like that happens, a punch in the mouth. And, it's, you know, for me, I don't know about you guys, but when I was watching that game, I'm like, okay. You know, again, I was kind of numb. So, okay, it's 21, you know, nothing Seven. or something in the first quarter. I, again, I'm still numb. I'm like, okay, no problem. They're going to turn it on. And it's a fourth or it's halftime. Yep. It's 42-13. I'm like, okay. You know what? Some halftime adjustments. You just got Some big a plays. Bit, a little bit there. You're a believer and, like us. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know, in the third quarter, they really slowed it down, but nothing they could do offensively. You, you, you match Maryland 7-for-7 seven seven in the third quarter, and obviously uh, just not enough time to get it done. It was, uh, you know, embarrassing. There's no question about it. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though, Paul. I, I mean, I'm willing to bet that that Maryland team, like we, we, me and Sean talked about our last podcast, is, and I said the same thing. Uh, I was just hoping, you know, let's get 20-35, to 35, like you said, get into some halftime adjustments, keep it close. But um, this Maryland team, to me, Look like they're gonna they're gonna sneak up on a couple other teams. You know they're gonna surprise some other teams, and and I'm a hopeful of that as well. Um, but again, um, I mean, we also talked about Dino Babers and some of his comments coming into the season, and we talked about how his attitude was a little different last year than it was this year. And and maybe after this game, to me, I think it all kind of st- is starting to make sense that you know. We had some issues, and the media was hyping us up. And I think Dino Babers, he knew that a game like this was going to happen. And I think everyone saw it as a trap game with Clemson coming up. So, sure, you know, as a non-conference game, though, again, we come around, yeah, we turn that's around. True. You know, we we beat Clemson. We're still in the driver's seat. So that's the positive. And that should be the silver lining in this because I think a lot of people kind of miss that. And uh, you know, uh, there was those uh, dreamers that dream that said, you know, Syracuse going undefeated. So this has probably crushed a lot of hopes and dreams. Uh, albeit you know how realistic those were but yeah 100 percent you beat Clemson guess what Clemson's one and one they already played their first ACC game to start the season but you control your own destiny you win the rest of the way well folks you know how it works so it's not easy by any means but 100 percent yeah everything's still in front of Syracuse here so um in in you know we don't usually uh relive the the post game show but I we wanted to get your thoughts so uh Tommy DeVito he's going to get his first start in the dome this Saturday, which mm-hmm. is exciting. It should be some motivation for him and the team and the fans, obviously. Uh, rumblings of move over Alabama. The new king is Clemson. Uh, we're, hearing, mm-hmm. we're hearing, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, uh, the era of a new, a new team is going to be coming through, and that's Clemson. You got ETN. He's averaging 9.2 yards a carry. And this is with kind of being... Uh, shut down somewhat last week by Texas A&M. So what do they do then? They go to Jay Dixon, um, 79 yards on 11 carries. And so they're, you know, they got two weapons. 
behind the quarterback now. So, I mean, what do you do? Yeah. Is there an answer yeah, for well, that? The Is there an answer thing, for know. Lawrence? I mean. Yes. Uh, kidnapping him before the game starts, maybe. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, locking him in his house and, and, and tricking him or, or bringing him to one of those escape rooms in Syracuse and then just like saying, <laughs> pay five bucks to the employee. Hey, go take a lunch break for the next three hours while this game's going on. I, I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, Travis Etienne is a beast uh, mm-hmm. as, uh, on on his career. Beyond just what he's doing this season, obviously, for a career, he's averaging seven yards a clip. For his That's entire crazy. Career. That's so, crazy. So it is. So okay, first first and ten, first play, seven yard run. Okay, it's second and three. Okay, now all of a sudden, obviously the playbook opens up. I'm just bringing this to a minutia level. Yeah. So obviously, uh, Travis is a spectacular player, a player that certainly that has given Syracuse problems, and I'm sure Travis, and he should be, is licking his chops because week one, mm-hmm. Syracuse negative mm-hmm. four yards allowed rushing. Okay, yeah. great, awesome. fantastic, right. <laughs> Maryland. 354 yards, mm-hmm. 7.9 yards per clip, and six touchdowns. Not that I remember those numbers or anything. Uh, so, uh, you know, you have those, and Travis has got to be, like, yummy. And, uh, you know, for Syracuse, uh, you know, it's really pick your poison. This is a – and I want to make sure this is not hyperbole. This is just straight fact. This is a historic offense uh, for Clemson. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be a future number one pick if everything goes the way it seems like it's going in two years. Uh, you have Travis, who's obviously a Heisman candidate at running yeah. back. At wide receiver, you got uh, Justin Ross, you got T. Higgins, and both of these guys. And uh, earlier this, uh, before the season started, Dabo Sweeney compared Justin Ross to former uh, uh, first round pick Mike Williams and said Ross is a big, fast freak uh, with ball skills. So that's good. <laughs> and then awesome. behind them, they got two other guys who are supposed to be uh, future first round picks. I had Sean McDonough on the show earlier today. And, uh, yeah, he was just telling me about the four first-round picks at wide receiver, the offensive lineman who's, you know, one of the most veteran offensive lines they have. They got they have three starters back, but technically four uh, when you throw in Carmen in as well. So you look at that, and uh, they had four offensive linemen return with at least seven starts apiece. So the offensive line is really good. The offense, again, I, I just don't even know what you did. Okay, uh, are you going to load up the box stop, Travis? Okay, Trevor Lawrence is throwing over you. You try to do what you can with the secondary and try to do some creative things. I, I really like the matchup of the secondary uh, with Clemson as much as I guess you can uh, with the talent on the field. But, man, it's really pick your poison. This offense is so good, and I think Sean McDonough said it best. This team's going to score points. That's the number one thing Syracuse has to do to keep up. Yeah, and it's going to be extremely tough. Go back to Lawrence real quick. He's sacked twice. I think this was in your piece. He was sacked. Yes, tw- he yep. was sacked twice this year, statistically speaking, but really only once because one of those was an intentional grounding. And uh, when you look at that, you got to you got to think: Well, are we just going to contain Trevor Lawrence? Um, are we going to be able to even get to him? That's been the success all last year. The defense success was pressuring the quarterback, as we saw at the Liberty game, and then you you um, just juxtapose that with the Maryland game, where we only got to Josh. Uh, what the hell is his name? Um, only one time. Jackson, so yeah. Josh Jackson, one time. So um, <laughs> it's a it's going to be quite quite the balancing act on defense. And defense, kind yeah. of, in my opinion, is the hope of this game. That and the fans, and we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, your thoughts? Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm going to go back to a Dino Babers quote. And and first off, Dino Babers is just a wordsmith. I, I love covering him as a oh, media yeah. member. He gives me a lot of great headlines. And this was another one that I feature in one of my pieces for Inside the Loud House. Uh, he was talking about kind of Trevor Lawrence, kind of what's around him. And he's a big Game of Thrones fan, and so am I. And uh, he said that, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence in front of him, he's got dragons, he's got a castle, he's got a moat, all these layers of protection yeah. uh, for Trevor Lawrence. And the interesting weird trend is, and, and uh, I'll just bring it up here, is uh, in every Syracuse-Clemson matchup uh, that Dino Babers has been a part of, a quarterback has been knocked the F out of this game. So you could go back to Deshaun <laughs> Watson, Eric Dungy, Kelly Bryant, Trevor yeah. Lawrence. I mean, every year, every year it happens either to one or both quarterbacks. So when you look at it, all right, who's getting knocked the F out between Tommy DeVito and Trevor Lawrence? When you look at that offensive line, you look at everything that Lawrence has brought to the table. The one time that SU got him and he last was running, year, and again, though. that was his first college start. Yeah, he got out of the pocket. And he tried to make a play, and Evan Foster, uh, you, know, uh, you know, 
slapped the taste buds out of his mouth. And then he was out <laughs> for the game. And, you know, then Chase Bryce, which, uh, you know, again, that's still too painful. I don't want to talk about that. But, uh, oh, you know, tough. yeah, you know, so we've, we've, talk, we've had enough pain on this show already looking at the Maryland game. So, no, I mean, really, how are you going to get to Trevor Lawrence creating pressure? You know, uh, Syracuse not the first team, and they won't be the last that said, okay, all we have to do is get pressure on uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, easier said than done with the offensive line he's had. You look at the pressures that people have been able to get on him this season, not much. And also, he's a threat to run as well. You know, he's no Eric Dungy, but certainly uh, he's got some speed. He's, he's a big guy, obviously. Yeah. He's got he's got long strides. Uh, that's going to be a problem. But I think uh, Brian Ward, after getting embarrassed and the Syracuse defense getting embarrassed against Maryland, I think, you know, again, re- go back to the offseason. Dino Baber said they were going to hold things and they were going to have things ready for Clemson. So if that's the case, then we should have, you know, there's nothing left to hold back. This is the biggest game for Syracuse this season. It's one of the mm-hmm. biggest games in program history. I mean, you have to pull out all the stops, whether it's wildcat stuff, whether it's exotic blitz schemes for Brian Ward. they got to figure out a way because Clemson's going to put points on the board. So anytime you can trick them and fool them into something uh, is, uh, is a time for Syracuse to take advantage. Yeah, so you know you've heard kind of the power shift from the the explosive defense that they had last year to to uh, what is now you know the offense is is kind of taking the helm of of the power of this team. But when you look, really sit back and look at it, I don't know how true it is. They held Texas A and M to fourteen points, and um, mm-hmm. I mean. I don't know. I think they're. I think both sides of the ball is a powerhouse. Any way you slice it, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, know? I know. Uh, you know, I'm trying to look for exactly what I think every Syracuse fan is. You're trying to rationalize the upset. You're like, okay, all right. I, I see a plan. If this happens and this happens and this, ha- you know, if Tommy DeVito throws for 30 touchdowns and Trevor <laughs> Lawrence gets beaten in a back alley before the game starts, you know, if this happens. Uh, we could win this game. No, I mean, you look at it for Clemson. I was trying to find the silver lining of, okay, all four starters on the defensive line went to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Three of the top 17 picks of the NFL draft, three of the top 17 in the first round, were all Clemson Tigers defensive linemen. Yep. So, I mean, you thought that, okay, there's going to be a, a drop-off. But I spoke with Phil Steele before the season. He said uh, the talent drop-off, even from those three NFLers and, and four NFLers, three in the top 17 picks, you know, take this for what you will. It, it, let's and let's just go to this. The talent drop off isn't significant, is what Phil Steele said. And let's go to this. Okay, Syracuse lost their quarterback, their uh, receiver and Jamal Custis, three offensive linemen, their entire linebacking core, Chris Slayton. And you know, Syracuse isn't Clemson. You know, Clemson reloads, right? They lose all those guys. Oh, okay, we got Xavier Thomas and all these other dudes that are jumping on the defensive line. There's a lot of them that. Uh, you know, uh, from Shaq Smith, Jalen Williams, all these guys, the great guys from last year and, and this year as well. And they just have four or five star guys ready to step up. I, I think a, a problem that I think we all did, and that's kind of part of it, is, you know, the hype for this season was built off of what happened in 2018. A lot of those guys aren't here anymore. For Clemson, they have guys ready to step up. I think we all just assume that, oh, okay, someone's going to come up at linebacker. Somebody's going to, Tommy DeVere is going to be great. And we just assumed a lot of these things. I, obviously, wrongfully so, to just assume everything would be easy peasy. The see, and let me clarify that the season is not over. There are ten games left for this story to be written. Syracuse is one and one, and to uh, your partner's point, there, uh, you know, Maryland is a non-conference game. So, you know, at the end of the day, it could be much worse. But this Clemson team is really good. Syracuse is going to have to have their A plus game, and maybe that won't even be enough. They got to make sure that they get some breaks as they've gotten in these past couple games against Clemson. Yeah, and uh, one of the silver linings, I would say, Paul, is that our defense actually finally gets to go against an offense that we have tape on that we can prepare for, and yeah. it is the first home game. So, um, But the problem is it's Clemson, like you said again. Yeah. So um, we need the crowd to be in, and obviously we need some things to happen. Uh, you know, there are some people, and I'm not saying I'm one of them, may or may not be, that say that you know Syracuse probably wouldn't have had a chance the last – two years whether unless they knocked out the quarterback anyway so if that doesn't happen you never know and you know when Sean likes to say ifs and buts but um, I don't think we can really rely on knocking out Trevor Lawrence to win this game Um, but we are going to see like uh, an effort like you haven't seen from the defense I think we've had this one circled I always thought that Maryland was a trap game for us anyway so um, I think you're going to see effort a lot, a lot better effort, and you're going to see more of you know what's to come for this season. And like you said, it is the beginning of the year. Um, and if we don't 
win this one again. It's still not the season. We lost uh, to Clemson and Pittsburgh back-to-back weeks last year, and I think we fared fine. So um, just wanted to throw that out there for the silver lining. No, and I I think that is a very good silver lining to have. I mean, obviously, uh, this Syracuse football team, and and on the defensive point of having a a team that they have tape against, the other thing is, and uh, I don't think the casual football fan will recognize this, but Clemson has a pro-style offense. Syracuse has been built to stop the pro-style offense. Now, again, Mm -hmm. this Clemson team, we've already talked about all the talent, so I'm not trying to overlook any of the talent that's obviously on this Clemson team. But, you know, I, I think Syracuse was uh, duped a little bit in that Maryland game with no tape. Mike Loxley, his second game there at, uh, you know, Maryland. I think there's some things they had never seen before. And obviously they didn't adjust well. So Brian Ward's going right. to take that one on the chin because obviously, you know, the, the, bu- the live bullets are flying. You know, crap's going to hit the wall. What are you going to do about it? And obviously they didn't do anything in that one. But this one, you know, against Trevor Lawrence, you're going to have some different things, but you know a lot of the pieces. Syracuse seen Travis. Uh, ET in the last couple of years, you've seen Trevor Lawrence. There's some new cats that are coming in at wide receiver, obviously on defense as well with a little less experience. But everything's here. I think the home field advantage is a big one. Obviously, the 800-pound yep. uh, gorilla in the room is this will be a sellout for the first time since the late 90s. That's the Don McNabb era that we're talking about. I know there's a lot, a lot of Syracuse fans have complained about this, the tickets on the secondary and third markets as well. But again, this is going to be a sellout. They're going to get everybody here. I think there is a little wind out of the sales of the Maryland game. But at the end of the day, this is Clemson. This is yeah, a yeah. matchup that's been close in back-to-back years. And Syracuse shedded the fluke label. Now, you know, two years ago, Friday, October 13th, the moon's aligned. Kelly Bryant gets mugged by Chris Slayton, and then all of a sudden he's <laughs> out of the game. But, you know, you go back last year, you walk down to Death Valley, and you punch Clemson in the mouth, and they were supposed to be angry and ready for it and all that. And Syracuse dominated the game and let it slip away yep. in the final moments because of some crappy run defense and the defense was tired. But outside of that, Syracuse could we could be talking about them winning two straight. And uh, unfortunately, and unfortunately, that's not the case. So Syracuse is motivated as ever. But I don't want to hear any of this Clemson. You know, w- won't sleep on Syracuse this time. They weren't supposed to sleep on Syracuse last year, and, and yeah. uh, they still had a battle. So yeah. you know, there's I, a reason we play confident. them close, Paul. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's not a fluke. People who are saying that, that's nonsense. So Dino Babers has found a way to rally the troops. Obviously, he's had a Dabo's number to even compete like no other team. Even Alabama has not been able to compete with his Clemson team. They've won two of the last three national championships. I think uh, there's some certainly some merit there. And, there, and, Dabo, yeah, but- and Dabo respects him for it, too. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Although I will say, I, I heard some Dabo press conference stuff. I don't always do this, but I, I do like to, uh, you know, occasionally dabble to hear what the other media is saying uh, when they're asking Dabo. And he was making jokes about the injured quarterbacks and, uh, you know, uh, how the games have gone. He has given respect to Dino, but uh, he, he's left a couple of shots out there like, you yep. know, hey, you know, if our quarterbacks don't get injured and, you know. Yeah, if and yeah. Butts, so if, if and butts are candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas, you know. So, uh, uh, one more question, Paul. Sure. So, this is good. this is one I didn't prepare you for, so forgive me. Oh, but God. I just yeah. thought of it while we were sitting here because we're about to do this sure. with Joe yeah. in a minute. Uh, Syracuse, twenty-seven and a half points. Are you taking mm. Syracuse with the points, Paul? I'm running to the bank with that. Okay. You know. My fi- my fiance's in the other room. I- I'm putting my life's. I- I'm putting my deeds in my <laughs> you house. Better be I'm quiet. putting all that on there. If she comes in the room, that may change my answer. So I, I think I'm without hearing distance. But uh, here's the thing. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, this is. Some people will question it. I, I won't be yelling. You won't see me any videos yelling about this this spread this week. So you won't be able to make fun of me for this one. But please uh, don't yeah, jinx it. I mean, please. Yeah. Well, when they get blown out to an unranked Maryland team, which again, I think the Maryland team is going to be better than I think people think, but mm-hmm. even still you get, you know, a, you know, demolished by an unranked Maryland team. Clemson handles business. Again, they didn't destroy Texas A&M, but they dominated that game and they win that one. And then you're like, okay, well, Clemson should just walk in here. But again, I think the thing that I point to is if everything just happens the way it's supposed to be, then college football wouldn't be very fun. Okay. Alabama is supposed to destroy technical Institute of Rhode Island, 4,000 <laughs> to zero. And, okay, maybe that's right every time. But for the most part, we see a lot of the Army. Were they supposed to be smacking around Michigan if they didn't blow yeah. that game? Oh, beat God. Michigan. Who, who would have thought that, again, if I'm Army, I'm beating myself up this week. But, I mean, seriously, you look at that, that wasn't supposed to happen, but it did. 
Syracuse isn't wasn't supposed to beat Clemson. They did. They, they weren't supposed to compete in Death Valley. That was a joke. Nope. Look back at Dino Baber's first year. They lost fifty four nothing. And then you fast forward one year, <laughs> one year in in Syracuse, you win that game. You fast forward two years from that. Syracuse shoulda, coulda, woulda beat Clemson yep. in Death Valley. So he has a belief without evidence. Well, quite frankly, it's belief with evidence. A hundred percent. I'm betting on Syracuse. And again, is it likely? No. That's why they're a four touchdown underdog here. But I'm I'm betting on Syracuse. I'm betting on Dino Babers until proven otherwise. All right. Well, I like it. I'm with you. We'll see what Joe yes. has to say next. But Excellent. No, yeah, uh, absolutely, man. Dude, there's a stigma to this game. It seems like it at this point. I mean, I know it's only been two years, but, I mean, there's something about this game where it's like like we talked about one last of those year. Ones like, you who's remember, the real though. orange? Like, who's the you – know, well, you want to say that, but, yeah. I mean, yeah. Clemson's running around all over people just dominating them. And two years in a row, we, you know, we play with them. I mean, that's not a coincidence. and Not at all. All right. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready too. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm ready for kickoff uh, t- tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yep. All right. Hey, you can find all of At Boy Green 25's stuff at Inside the Loud House. That's where I go. I'm always checking that. I'm refreshing that all the time. It, 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 I think, what do you put up, like 20 of those a day? Put up like twenty. Yeah, pieces. <laughs> you know, twenty two. Don't don't undersell me there, buddy. So, but uh, yeah, so, yeah twenty two a day. We we get to work, man. I appreciate it. Uh, love the oh, yeah, different you do. perspective. Yeah, we we appreciate you coming on, taking the time, Paul Boy Green Esden Jr. at Boy Green twenty five on the socials. Thanks, buddy, and we'll see you next time. All right, All Cherokee right. wins thirty one twenty eight. Book it. Oh, okay. let's go. All right. Oh, you know what that means, Joe. You know what that yeah. music means. You know what's coming. Yeah. So, look. Joe, do you remember the days when you're always ready to go? Of course you don't. Yeah, just look, today. I got a solution for you, buddy. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works. Now, this is a very quick process. You go to the website, you meet with a nurse for about 30 seconds, and uh, then you're off to the races, so to speak. Um, know your for all the for the for the ladies listening, you can't you can't call for your for your husbands. Um, they they actually have to do it themselves. So um, <laughs> you can take them anytime, day or night, on a full or empty stomach. And since they're chewable, they work twice as fast as a pill, and you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps those guys follow through. Don't be ashamed. It's no big deal. It's like one in five men or something like that. So, hey, go to BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is prescribed online. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we got a special offer, offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay the $5 shipping, and you get six pills for 5 bucks. Boom. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Use the promo code armchair and try it for free. Blue Chew is better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And um, it does not promise results and it does not cure disease. So, you know, have to say that apparently. Uh, join my bookie right now and they'll double your deposit. It's time. It's that time of year where they're doubling the deposit. So join my bookie in your first deposit. Let me be clear. Will be doubled. If you know what you're getting into in online betting, then go ahead, visit my bookie. If you don't know what you're getting into, research it, see if it's right for you. Use the promo code CHAIR to activate this offer. That's promo code CHAIR. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. All right, so here's the deal. What's the deal? What's the deal, Sean? We're going to try to take some listener calls and see what happens. All right. Welcome to the Keith Militia Podcast. You're on with Sean and Joe. State your name and where you're from. This is Joe Pasick calling from beautiful Charlotte, North Carolina. Long time, first time, gentlemen. Wow. First one ever, buddy. Wow. Do you get no big, big prizes, bud? No big, big prizes. I'm done with the podcast then. I'm hey, done. How about this? A, a big what? hug at the Duke game. I'm, in, I'm back in, baby. 
You yep. know how to get to the heart I knew of the show. I knew it. <laughs> All right, Joe. Look, coming off the Maryland uh, debacle and embarrassment, uh, how yeah. do you feel about the Orange going into the Dome? Tommy DeVito's first start in the Dome. And um, the big crowd, the big, big crowd sold out. Does that have a factor? Can they pull it out? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they're going to pull it out, honestly. I'm going to be real with everybody. I don't know if they'll pull it out. I know they'll play better than they did last week, though. But I believe that the expectations for this team were too high going into the season. Everybody was just, yeah, all right, we're going to go 12-0. Don't get me wrong. I want that. And I think that, you know, that could happen eventually. But we need to temper our expectations. I think we need to just play teams hard at home and, you know, Going seven and five isn't the worst case that that could be. You know, the state that the program was in, seven and five, eight and four is still a really good season. So way better I than four and eight, that, huh? That that's what I'm saying though. But that's what we've been used to, and now we have one great season, and everybody's like, "Oh, well, we're Alabama." So <laughs> I know I'm it's like, come on, guys. It's kind of like that. It's hard not to buy into yeah. some of the hype and get the out of my head, Joe. Exactly. You know. <laughs> But, yeah, and I love it though that the dome's gonna be sold out for this game. I am super pumped about it. Like, you just uh, you don't see that very often. And now, like everybody's like, I, I like that everybody's back and excited about the team. I just wish everybody would not, you know, start jumping off cliffs when we have a bad game like we did. Oh, I know. And I think it, that's what's happening now. Now everybody's looking at like, oh, well, we were going to the Orange Bowl. No, now we're gonna be one and twelve. No, like, and you know, I mean, the big, the biggest elephant in the room the whole off season was this Clemson game, right? I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. So we we kind of saw this Maryland game. I think that we've talked about it. I mean, you know, personally, yeah, Joe, yeah. that like that mm-hmm. this was a big trap game, and at the end of the oh, day, yeah. it's it's non conference, and if we beat Clemson, then we we're are right still in the driver's there. seat. Exactly. It's so, like, and I like I completely game, yeah, agree matters, with what you it said. Matters, yeah, it matters. Like in everybody's like hearts and eyes, you see it and you know it. But you got to forget that it happened and move forward and play Clemson like you know you can play Clemson because Tommy's going to play his first home game. And I think that's, you know, the expectations for him are super high too. So we got to, like, we got to remember that he's, he's a junior, yes, or a redshirt sophomore, but he's still making his first home start and it's against Clemson primetime Saturday. So, like, you know, I want to see him come how, out. How is he going to respond? Still right? firing. Yeah. Yeah, and by the way, you know, too, like, I think it's been about a year and a half full calendar year. Don't quote me exactly on it since we've actually lost a game in the Dome, too. So, you know, throw that one out there, too. We did go undefeated. It'd last be year. over. Yeah, it'd be over a full calendar year. I'm just, year, probably, hey, it's not a so. jinx, man. I'm throwing out facts, buddy. You know Obviously. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah, here, no, I, I, think, I think it'll be a lot better game than the spread and that people are saying now. I'm disappointed in in the in the Maryland loss. I feel like it sucked some of the the wind mm. out of the sails on on this game coming in. But Clemson opens as a twenty. Well, they opened at what was it, Joe? Twenty four points, twenty seven. It was somewhere around there, but it was it's up yeah, to, real fast. It's up to twenty eight now. It's up to twenty eight oh, now. Geez. So at at Joe Pasek on Twitter, who are you yeah. taking? Uh, I'm I'm taking I'm taking Syracuse plus twenty eight. I don't think they'll get the doors blown off them like that. Okay. Right. I like it, Joe. Hey, hey, Joe. Also, here's a question: Yo. How do you feel about Sean not joining us at uh, in Durham this year? Oh my gosh! Come on, I'm back out. <laughs> you you <I'm> don't. <laughs> we we don't know that. All right, another call coming in, Joe. Thanks a lot, buddy. Welcome to Cuse Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. You're on. State your name and uh, location. Where are you from? Sean, what's going on? Giovanni here oh, from Syracuse. Gio- Giovanni, Gio. what's up, dude? What's going on, guys? How are you? Uh, we're good, dude. We're good. You are yeah, the second good. caller tonight, and we appreciate you doing so. Uh, you interrupted. Right, a, you uh, interrupted another caller. I had to cut him loose. So... Oh, uh, nah, it was ooh. good. It was good. I know we're, we're nice. just playing. So Gio, look, bud, first of all, how you been? I've, I've been great guys, you know, uh, been calling play by play, doing, doing everything sports broadcasting. I I'm always listening to Q's militia though. Every episode. Oh, that's awesome, dude. We appreciate nice. it. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to ask you if everything was still on track with what you were talking about last time. So that's good. It's good. Yeah. To hear. Yeah. Everything's, everything's on course. I've been, uh, Doing some stuff up at Newhouse with SU. Um, yeah, big stuff going on. So, oh, really? Sure. I appreciate your guys' support. 
that dude, that's awesome. Absolutely, I'm real happy buddy. to hear that, man. Um, thank you, so, thank you. Well, let's talk some Q's football. Yeah, let's do let's, it. Let's do it. So let's here we go. It. Here is the scenario, and we just talked to uh, Joe at Joe Pasek on Twitter. And so here's the deal: you got Tommy DeVito with his uh, first start in the dome, and we're coming off of a uh, kind of embarrassing loss to Maryland. It sucked, the, it sucked the it sucked the wind out of the sails on this game. Uh, Geo, I want to hear from you. You're going to be there, buddy. Uh, you're going to be loud. Yeah. You're going to be loud. You're loud yeah. anyway. So I, I can't like imagine it. when you're hyped up. So uh, give me your give me your take, buddy. All right. So, well, first off, I made the trip down to Maryland last week and I got to give a shout out to Orange Nation for showing up big time because despite how bad we were down, people were going nuts all the way up until just about the fourth quarter. Like Syracuse Nation really showed up big time down there and was really supportive. So that was really cool to see. And I think it's going to happen again this weekend. Do you have a team? Obviously, the most talented team in the country, number one Clemson, defending national champions, coming into the Carrier Dome. But I think it's a situation where Syracuse got a wake-up call. They got smacked in the face. You can't deny that at all. But it might have been exactly what they needed. After the Maryland loss, I wasn't very optimistic, and I can admit that. But following the game, once you put some thought into it, let it really process, I think we still have the talent. We certainly have the coaching staff, and I, I think we stand a chance in this ball game because I think they needed that wake-up call. What do you guys think? Well, you'll find out because we already recorded that part of the show. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I will tell you, Gio, I'm, I'm kind of right on board with you. I mean, I'm I'm amongst the beliefs of that uh, this Maryland Clemson are probably going to be. I mean, I know you saw them with your with your own two eyes and live, and I saw them on TV. In Maryland, they looked a lot better than what people were talking about. So as far as I'm concerned, those might be two of the better teams or the two best teams that we all have on our schedule. So um, I do think that they did get punched in the mouth, and they are going to show up. Does that, does that convert itself into a win? Maybe. But, again, we get through these two weeks, and I think that really kind of solidifies um, – you know, who's there, what kind of team position-wise, and hopefully playing those type of talented teams, um, we could get this ball rolling into non-conference and start start this baby up, you know? and uh, Yeah, yeah, for, oh, go ahead, Sean. No, no, you go, go. You're the guest, you go. Oh, yeah, oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. I mean, I think another thing, too, like besides getting smacked in the face, um, home field advantage is the biggest thing in college football, and it's going to be the biggest Carrier Dome crowd that we've seen in, uh, honestly, like the last 20 years. So there's no arguing that 50,000 screaming fans in a concrete building with a roof is going to play a factor. And, you know, it's you just got to believe you have a chance. That's the beauty of college football. We've seen what Dino can do. I I I can't go on the other way. Besides, we've got we've got a chance. No, we definitely have a chance. Yeah, we got yeah, a chance. A hey, and, and according to a Syracuse.com article today, um, they rated this Clemson game as one of the top five games to ever be played in the Carrier Dome. So really? Oh yeah, there's hype. I there's big hype, and you I, know it because you're up there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it, people are very excited up here. I I can't imagine what would have happened though if we beat Maryland and how much more excited people would be. Like, I know you guys talked about the game day band bandwagon train there. I was looking forward to game day. though. So <laughs> I was yeah. looking forward to that. I would have been there first thing in the morning. I mean, that's a, it's a cool thing to go and be there and experience that and, and, and have a Corzo do his thing. thing. Oh, absolutely. Um, but, and they've never been there for football. So, right. it, 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 and you know, but we have more opportunities, and the the big deal is though it's still a primetime game. It's still Syracuse Clemson. They just blew it. They laid an egg, and they blew it. Maybe right. game maybe game day hype for this team right now would be a, a bit too much anyway. Who, who knows? I, I I agree. I agree, and I think they kind of need that fuel to the fire. Like they're disappointed they're not getting all that hype anymore, and they got punched in the face, and they're not getting the same support that they had and the articles written and maybe instead of a 27 and a half point spread, it would have been a lot closer had we beat Maryland. So who knows? I just think it adds fuel to the fire. You know, this team plays well historically under Dino Babers when the odds are stacked against them. 
Um, I really just want to see Tommy DeVito come out and perform because I still think we've yet to see it this season. We've seen glimmers, but we've yet to see everything he has to offer. We yeah, we've seen some good, some really precision drives that in mostly in the Maryland game. Oh, dude, and, a couple of his drives yeah. he had were dropping them in a bucket. Boom, oh, boom, dude. boom. And boom. Oh yeah, just for sure. So accurate and and just such a superstar. But you know, pocket in the pocket, bro. He's in the pocket, and when oh, he's yeah. rolling out of the pocket, he's not really that good right now. I mean, something that. Yeah, no, I think on. some of the other teammates aren't that good as well. Because when you're rolling oh, out like that, there were plenty of times that there was. I mean, I played football. I know what the scramble people drill can is. Move. There was, yeah, I sure. saw people really weren't given certain Dave, effort. And maybe that's because they're used to Dungey just running. Who knows? But some of them were out of bounds. <laughs> historically, yeah. Historically, athletes being humbled is a, is a lot of times a precursor to greatness. So, I mean, we could we can wait and we can see, but. Like, again, like what you said, uh, sometimes this needs to happen to wake some people up. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Gio, if you were old enough to bet at mybookie.ag, you got Syracuse, Syracuse, the 20, 28 points now, underdog. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So who are you taking in that bet? Well, Sean, unfortunately, I'm not old enough to actually put money on it, but I think there's... <laughs> No way that Syracuse doesn't cover this spread. Um, I just there's so much talent. There's it's a lot of points. So much hype. There's so much hype. Like this is a situation where you got to think about these guys are not much older than me, and this is the biggest opportunity of their lifetime and something they'll remember forever. They're not just going to walk into this game like it's any other game, and you don't just roll over and play dead if things don't go your way from the beginning. Syracuse covers the spread spread big. And I'll be optimistic and say we win the game since I know Joe won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not, but it will not Jeez. do it. You are Jeez. absolutely well, right. All, hey, but hey. what I will tell you is, is that there's no way that a team with this much national hype and being ranked and going and losing that game and now knowing what the nation thinks of them or what they're talking about is going to come out at home against number one and look like that two weeks in a row. Absolutely. And Dabo Sweeney said that. I listened to his press conference today, actually, and he said, like, I'm telling you right now, that Syracuse team, I know how good they are, and you won't see them play like that again for the rest of the season. We're going to get the best Syracuse that that you've ever seen, and it'll, it'll look nothing like you saw last week. So. It, it, it'll quite possibly be the best Syracuse you're going to see up to this point. Because I think they're going to get better. I think it's 100%. I think that's 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Gio. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you calling in. You're the man. Thank you guys so much. Always a pleasure, bro. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. You You take care, man. We'll talk to you later. You too. All right, guys. Go Q's. Go Q's, buddy. All right, why not cap this off with a man that needs no introduction, our good friend, Tyler Morona, host of the Trademark Podcast, Syracuse Football Digital Radio Program, yada, 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 and a bunch of other stuff I don't remember. <laughs> but he's here, live in the flesh. Tyler, what's up, dude? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, man, anytime. So, I, do you want to play a game real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, here All we right, go. Let's play a game. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's play a game called... I have no I'm, idea what he's going to do, Tyler, by the way. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Fair I'm going to play a quote, and you tell me, and you tell me. Who said it? All right. I'm just going to be flat out honest because <laughs> that's how college football is. It's not like the NFL, you know. It's a cumulative thing. And we just put, we just ripped a fart in an interview. <laughs> that's what we did. Biggest interview of our life. We went in there, we ripped a fart. Or, you know, all we had to do was just go through the night and not piss the bed, and it's we woke up and it's soaking. <laughs> Tyler, one guess. Any idea who that is? That's me, and you know what? That is like, I, oh, dude, that I loved it. Exactly. That came off exactly how I wanted it to sound. Like I, I'm looking back on it now, and I'm like, I should have gone further with that. Like that was that was an understatement of what that game was. Oh, I, I heard was the bed. I was like, dying. What's next? Hold on, I got one more. I got one more. I love the orange. I'm an orange man. 
That's what I am. Long pause. I like that. Hey, I like it. And the other hey, orange man uh, today peed their pants on national television. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but it's so funny. Oh, oh man, dude. Oh my gosh, Tyler, thank you. I I've yeah. got to oh, hit oh, one. Of, I've got to hit one of these live. So you do these right after the game, right? Yeah, I do. This is so good. Okay. Dude. All right. So I'm sorry. Just, like, okay. it, that made lights of like the whole situation. It was just great. I loved everything about it. So I posted that nowhere. Besides, like, so like, okay. So let me rephrase that. That was a live stream. That was very much posted on Twitter. Right. I and found it on YouTube. Nobody, nobody watched it. Nobody watched it. Um, which is great because like that's why I felt the freedom to go like about it at the time. <laughs> but I posted that on YouTube, and like it's it's somehow like. Get, people are somehow finding it, which is hilarious to me. And now listening to that in retrospect, like I said, I undersold my emotions. <laughs> and like I said, when I knew nobody was listening, I was like, I, I now have the permission to be me. And that was like exactly how I felt in that moment. It was so good, dude. It was so yeah. good. I saw it on YouTube and I'm watching it. I, I, I watched it. I watched the whole thing. It was just like a 30 minute, 27 minute rant. And so I'm like, this dude needs a new chair. He needs a new chair. <laughs> yeah, he needs do. a new chair. And then like five minutes later, you started talking about your chair because you knew it was making a ton of noise. Yeah, yeah, it's brutal. Uh, oh, my gosh. Thank you for that. Okay, I'm so glad I recorded that. Well, it's coming back on Saturday. And it'll be uh, every Saturday after the games. And um, hopefully I can be just as you know entertaining but with, with better news. So, I, yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I have to say about that. I don't know, man. The long pause. Oh God, so <laughs> you dramatic. know how it is. It Nowadays, so people just care about the entertainment factor. <laughs> oh, all right. Anyway, we digress. I'm sorry. Okay, um, Tyler. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so here's the deal, and we've said this to everybody we've talked to for this episode. But uh, Tommy DeVito's getting his first start in the dome. The sold out crowd, all the hype. It's here. Some of the wind's been taken out of the sails after the Maryland game, after the Maryland embarrassment. How do you see it? This Saturday evening, primetime, ACC football in the Dome. Um, well, first and foremost, this is obviously the what we expected to be the ACC championship before the season, right? Or for lack of better terms, there's going to be an ACC championship played at the end of the season, but this is the one that all ACC fans were waiting for. I still think, I still believe, I still know that this team has something going for it in the long run. I don't think, listen... I mean, I saw all the, the hate. I saw all the also outpouring of love on Twitter for this team after last game. And here's what I have to say. It's a mix somewhere in between. The biggest problem that this team has right now is the unknown. Last year, what was our record at home? It was undefeated, 6-0 at the Dome, right? It's going to be tough having the number one team in the country come in and replicate that. But I'm not saying it's impossible. Who was the last team to beat Clemson at home or at, in the Dome? I'm just going to tell you, it's one team. Only one team has that as a home field advantage, and that's the Syracuse Orange. But this game can still live up to all the the hype that we knew it to be. Um, I just did a show before this, and um, I had a national writer come on, and when she was discussing that the only matchup that she sees being interesting coming into this week is the Syracuse O-line versus the Clemson D-line. And she said that because of the fact that, again, it's just it's riddled with unknowns all the way up and down you know, both sides. Obviously we know that Clemson reloads with five-star talent. And I think that's kind of the most annoying part about all these super teams right now is that no matter what happens, even when Ohio state turns over a coach and they have sanctions literally up the wazoo, they can still reload with all the four and five stars in the world. So I think that's what the annoying part is coming into this game. But as I see it, I think that the orange are, I don't want to, you know, sound like grandma and be like, "Oh, they're going to give it their best shot and we'll see what happens." But honestly, that's the best analysis I can give right now just because I have no idea what to make of this team after, you know, week two. So, so. I know and, and I know what to make of Clemson because they just they didn't kill Texas A&M like I thought that they would, which is, you know, what uh, it's unclear they handled them. A&M is. I mean, they they didn't really necessarily put them away, but they controlled the tempo of the whole game, you know. Yeah. So it's like they controlled a good team, but I, who knows even how good A and M is? I don't. I mean, we, so the question we, is to me is how good is Maryland? That, I, I don't know about your eyes, good. bro, but I mean, I saw <laughs> a good team, bro. I saw a good, good team. team. 
they are they are a very good team, and that's. I think that's the biggest takeaway from week two more so than anything else is that Maryland's for real. Yeah, I would say that's probably fair fair statement. And you know, negative four yards against Liberty, three hundred and fifty four against. We st- we held Liberty to negative four, and then we let Maryland rush for three fifty four, and then you got Travis Etienne coming in, averaging um, what nine and a half yards a carry, nine point two yards a carry, uh, and 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 uh, we had Paul uh, Boy Green on uh, earlier in the show, and he said that his his career average is like seven point two or something. Yeah, he's like the most disgusting running back in the country. He's actually <laughs> probably like the, the the guy I think that should win the Heisman because I really do think that he is the most outstanding player on that team just by what we have as a, you know, kind of society or football people have devalued the running back, which I don't get why. It's like literally the safest play if your guy doesn't fumble. So, um, you know, having nine yards of pop or literally having a first down any time the guy touches the ball, that's, that's pretty dangerous, yeah. He pretty much almost beat him. Beat us our, uh, himself last year. So yeah, I was told that you know they. I don't remember it that way. I remember that he beat us, you know, by himself on that last drive, which I will always say that he did. Even though they were like, oh, they, you know, this guy from Clemson was like, yeah, his name is Ryan Cantor. He's actually a really good guy, but yeah. um, um, <laughs> he was just saying like, yeah, they rotated a lot, and that's why they beat us at the end of the day. It's like, yeah, no, <laughs> but sorry for cussing, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, you know. But he's like the the Muhammad Ali. He'll rope a dope you, and then he'll kill you in the last round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So look, Tyler. Here's the question. This is for you, you and Joe, actually, because Joe, you haven't answered this yet. Um, and I won't. You're not going to. You're <laughs> I'm like, joking. Oh. Go ahead. It's the my it's the my it's my bookie pick time. So Clemson, as of right now, is twenty twenty eight point favorite. So if you got to pick, Tyler. It put your money where your mouth is. Who are you taking for this game? So it's Clemson minus 28? Yeah. Yep. That's gross. Yeah, no, I'm going with Syracuse. That's a lot of points, right? That's, yeah. What? Well, that's like a very, coming into the season, where do you think that this line would be if the Maryland game haven't, hadn't have happened? Granted, it did happen, so it's hard to, you know, talk about it like that. But I think it's closer to like 10. Yeah, single close to single digits. I would think it's the blowout from Maryland. It's Vegas. It's it's no, that's what it is. It's it's, the perception more than reality when it comes to Vegas, anyway. So, so they let they let the bets move the line, and it's opened up at like twenty four or twenty five or something like that, and it's gone all the way up to twenty eight. And again, I think it's a lot of the Maryland and a lot of people with Clemson. But I have to go with Tyler and everybody else that I think has gone with this four touchdowns after that performance. Come on, man. You're not going to go home as you're being 6-0, like Tyler said, and turn around and play that bad again two games in a row. No, Just if, my, my thought process. If for probably. no other reason, this has to be Syracuse's Super Bowl. If we – okay, if – we have to show up. Like, if not, then it's a harder conversation to have at that point. Oh, now we're yeah. returning the page into places we didn't think we were going to, right? Yeah. But if we get a showing, even with a loss – I'm not saying we're going to lose. Even with a loss, if we cover, that should be relatively easy. I mean, you know, with at least, you know, what we perceive this team to be, a cover shouldn't be a problem. All right. Well, that, that's all I got. Anybody want to top, top this off? This is – we saved the best for last, which was the uh, – Yeah, the, loaded uh, show. Pre, the pre-recorded quotes from – Tyler, I've been holding on to those. I've been so excited. I'm so excited I got to use them. Dude, oh. like I said, they're great. And if <laughs> uh, hopefully, if anything, this just gets people I, to actually watch them live. Because, I, I mean, I wish that I watched it live now instead I, of me. I haven't caught one live, but I've seen them both. Uh, I asked my cousin, if, is there any way we can animate, like have an animation with this play behind it? Please. <laughs> Please, my cousin's really good at this stuff, so I'm going to see what I can do. But, oh, my gosh, if I can get an animated video with Tyler talking in the background on that, oh, that's gold. That's gold. Oh, you, better pass you. It. you better pass it through Tyler first. Oh, he, that's- <laughs> do whatever you want with that. I want to just at, at Tyler Morona, wherever you put at Tyler Morona. That's all I need. But – that would be that would be fantastic, and like I said, that that honestly was just a stream of who I was. Like that is just who I am. Like I was just thinking, like, what did this team do on national television? This is our first nationally televised game after being on ESPN Plus, which, by the way, still have a problem with ESPN Plus, but we're not no, going to get into. Do you, wait, what? What's the problem? 
everything next. I was just thinking <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I was just like like every okay, I went to the gym before the game and I was wearing, you know, full garb, you know, Syracuse football this, Syracuse football that. I'm repping it. I'm in Houston, Texas. Like nobody cares. I'm the guy that they know, like they associate with. I get back to the gym and everybody just looks at me with palms up going, what happened, man? I'm just, I have no answers for you. There's nothing. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking about. How would I answer? If, if somebody asked me how this game went, I'm going to answer with, we just went into an interview. <laughs> we ripped a fart. Oh, that's how it went. It's just oh, embarrassing, dude, it right? Long week of work for me, too, trying to figure that out, too. A lot of North <laughs> people down here in North Carolina asking me, like, what happened? Like, uh, rough, dude. And again, you do, like what Tyler said, you don't get beat like that as an athlete and eat that humble pie and not turn around and bring something better. Because like what Tyler said, if they do that again, even though, albeit it is Clemson, there's a bigger question to be to be talked about. They got to show yeah. something that yeah. is going to show some positive kind of Absolutely. moving up. You know, and all those new tickets, season tickets they sold, all this, that, and the other, all that. It's going to go right down the drain, man. That's just how it goes. Yeah, I was a little disappointed when I saw. I don't know if it's like all season tickets that are on the resale market, but I heard that there was quite a bit going out. So I was a little disappointed. Yeah, Yeah, we've mentioned that. We hit up on that a little bit. Tyler, just real quick Maryland and Clemson, the best two teams on our schedule? Well, Florida State is terrible, so that's <laughs> all I got to say. I, like, dude, I've, I've loved watching them the first two weeks. I just want to, you know. Yeah, who, what, was the, what was the lining up backwards deal? That Okay, th- like I said, that, that I mean, honestly why? put a smile on my face. Yeah. That was fantastic. Apparently, it went for 12 yards, which credit to them. <laughs> but if I was a DN and I looked over, I don't know if I could, like, follow through on the play. Like I'm just like, dude, what is going on? You know, but it was. <laughs> Yeah, but honestly, you know, it really, really su- in all honesty, what really sucks is the fact that we all thought that Maryland was just like a, a an easy win, not an easy win, but a win, like you know, and the yeah. fact that they're good, like, and it's yeah, they're and good. There's there's a bigger scope to college football when Maryland's good too, and that's like that's another thing that hurts. It's like you know, a lot of times there's you know recruiting battles for the same yeah, kids. DMV yeah. battles, yeah. So, um, but really, I mean, hopefully, like I said, I didn't really. You know, feel it was a, a contest, but between Keys and Maryland, just because they're, but again, different coaching staff. So, you know, who knows? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's it. That's all we got. And again, Tyler's going to close out the show with us. Thanks to everybody who listened. Thanks to those who did call in. Thanks uh, to my bookie. Thanks to Blue Chew. Thanks to Armchair Media. And uh, that's it. Thanks for, thank you to Paul and Tyler for coming on. For Tyler yes, sir. and Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. Are you upset that you gotta stay for the for the whole outro? <laughs> Close I was just I was just thinking your uh, it looks like your memorabilia room is growing there, Sean. Yeah, it is. You like that? I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. 
And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.